And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson. Today we're going to be talking about creating awesome products, and we've got a awesome founder here who has an awesome product. To talk all about it, we have Paymon Tai from Vizme. Um, some of you may have heard of them. They have like 11 million customers or something. Uh, very cool product. Um, before we get started, I do want to remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. So before we get started, love to learn a little more about your background. And I think it's also worth mentioning, it's awesome that you started this company a long time ago and been doing this for a long time and create a very successful business without raising any VC funding, which I think is phenomenal as a bootstrap company. We don't, we don't hear that a lot around here. Um, so congrats on that. And Thank love you. to hear your, your story of, of starting this company. Yeah, so going back, um, I my background was in biology. That's what I studied in college uh, and started creating websites to pay my way through college. This is in the early 2000s and then ended up uh, forgetting about going to graduate school and just making this into a little web agency. I fell in love with designing websites and graphics and short animations. And so I did that uh, for a number of years up until kind of the dot-com crash, uh, not dot-com, the actual uh, housing crash in 2008 or nine. My business was still okay. I mean, it was a small agency of like eight, nine people. But what did change was the evolution of technology when Apple uh, came out and no longer supported this technology that you, you would have had to use the internet for at least 15 years to know this. It used to be called Flash, you know, the plugin. Oh, you're dating us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's was like what was that, that's what all the animated interactive right. websites used to be based on, and that's what we specialize in. We did this really cool award winning Flash based websites and so on. But that plugin owns was owned by Adobe. Apple decided not to no longer support it for the right or wrong reasons, and then um, Visme was uh, just an experiment to create what that technology did, basically to create interactive content for websites and so on. But uh, do it on HTML5, which through today in the future is like the fabric of the internet. It's not a plugin. You can't get rid of it. Every browser runs on it. Right. And so most of the websites that today that have interactivity and so on are utilizing different things in HTML5. So long story short, um, this is in 2013 or so. Um, we launched it as a very, very early beta. Um, pretty buggy product, but just as an MVP. And at first, it was supposed to be an answer to designers like myself to continue creating interactive animated um, you know, content uh, for the web. But very quickly, we pivoted to solve two problems. One was mine and the other one was the other um, customers they used to have. And that was customers used to come to us and say, why the heck do I have to hire you to um, constantly make little edits 
and updates to my presentation and so on. Why cannot do most of the stuff on my own and there really isn't anything out there? Um, and the other one was my own frustration. And that was when I used to create um, presentations or um, animated graphics and so on. Uh, I used to have to resort to four or five different tools, professional tools um, that are fantastic, but they have a high learning curve. So for example, if I'm using Photoshop, I create a bitmap image and then I go to Illustrator and then take a vector image and I bring it to like another program, another press. So every single one is very powerful, but the workflow yeah. is different. So VisMe was supposed to be an answer to that. To basically, um, the aha moment was in like 2013 or 14. Uh, hey, let's make this to the all-in-one visual communication platform or an all-in-one design platform that you can create virtually anything be it a presentation, an infographic, data visualization, a visual document, even short animations. So it sounded too good to be true. And it actually, um, you know, that's what it does, the platform does. So uh, the other thing, of course, about us, the differentiator, because people always compare us to a few other tools and so on. We're not the only design platform out there. And that's not what's special about us. We call ourselves a visual communication platform. And the difference between us is that if you were to, um, it's geared towards non-design professionals, but it is not meant for the top professionals that are like the two or 3% out there. So on one side, you have very dumbed down, easy to get to graphic design tools, presentation platforms that give you the necessities, but they have certain shortfalls. They stop short of uh, giving you more features because they need to be as easy as possible. And so they have certain limitations. And all we on the other side is the very powerful professional platforms out there that are really meant for the professional designers. In between it, there's this big gray area that's what WISME falls into. We bring the best of both worlds so that if you want to create, you know, quick little pitch deck, you want it to look nice and dandy, um, simple as it can be, you can do it. But if you want to go beyond and you want to have interactivity, you want to record your audio, you want to hover over and show something without any coding skills, you want to tap into the very specific custom presentations and templates in our platform, you're able to do it on WISME. So we basically let you to create the ordinary or the extraordinary. We give you the foundation to create um, you know, highly engaging professional content without having to resort to uh, more expensive or um, more complicated tools. Well, I love this. I think this is awesome. And as you you said, there are several tools out there that will help you create static images for social media or maybe banner ads that you'd use for advertising, like just really simple graphics. But um, what you guys do definitely takes us to a whole nother level. And I think I think that's phenomenal. And I'm also thinking, I'm like, you know, sometimes founders come up with ideas like this and it, they sound overwhelming, but then one of us is actually crazy enough to go through with this and do it. And that was you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I highly, I would say this flat out loud. I highly would not recommend that you go create another tool like ours for the following reason. It's not just creating the technology. It's taken us years to perfect, uh, not just creating in a browser, but you know, making sure that it's optimized and works properly in Safari and Firefox yeah. and Chrome. And then when you create animations, interactivity, when you download as a video or you download yeah. as a PDF or HTML5 and so on to make sure that it's just, you know, and then on top of it, you know, like you create software and the software is essentially the code. That's like the hard work there that grows into it. And then of course the, the, the strategy and so on, but it's the code that takes a lot of time for us is also the whole other realm. And that is we have an entire team that all they do is create icons and graphics and templates. 
and we have a team that creates 3D renderings and so on. That's very unique to our platform because you can actually access 3D objects to give accents to your elements and so on. You cannot find anywhere else. It's only exclusive in Visme, the, the, the stuff that we provide. So we create our own assets. And one of the things we hadn't done is to open it up to all other designers to just come in and contribute their own templates, which some other competitors have done. But we decided to do that at least yet, maybe not ever because we create things based on user demand. Uh, we create, um, we have very strict control over our template production because you can literally go in and change a color scheme to your own brand and you can uh, make adjustments to your style and brand kit and so on. And those, you know, uh, there's a lot of work goes into making sure that it actually functions and, and works that way. So what, what, was, what was it like trying to build this back in 2013 was like, canvas and html5 and all the mm -hmm. technologies you needed were they even available then or they were right on the cutting edge yeah, they were new yeah they were there so 2008 9 is when i started hearing you know one of my designers said hey you might want to be careful flash is going to go out the door because html5 is coming and it's going to support you know video or some animations and it was very early stuff and i almost laughed at it that was a mistake that i made because within two or three years Nobody even cared about using Flash anymore. And clients didn't even want Flash websites because, like, hey, why do I want this? Because it's not going to work on a phone, uh, on an iPhone. Um, so it was early, um, but a lot of the challenges we've had was you could do a lot of stuff, but then the browsers and the computing power of your laptops and so on couldn't keep up with some of the right. things the browser could do. So if you had a few tabs open, you had some animations, and then, you know, it would be like, you know, a little stale. It wouldn't, yeah, it would, it would be a little bit, um, uh, pixelated in terms of how it moves, you know, I'm um, using the wrong terminology here. But yeah, it, it's, it's what's really cool is that as um, new iterations of browsers and power come out, so I'll tell you one thing, the most frustrating part used to be working, optimizing for Ado uh, for Internet Explorer, like the version <laughs> 8 or 9. I mean, JavaScript just could not, you know, work properly. The latest versions of JavaScript, and we had a lot of uh, challenges there because the, the browser just couldn't, handle and support and people used to complain your tools not working fine and then we find out they're on the internet explorer once that went and became edged then things really opened up and made life a lot easier well i'm going to date myself even worse now that problem was nothing compared to ie6 oh uh, yeah i remember that. well i i know because i ran the web agency right and we used to do it yeah. web websites in in internet explorer 6 and so on yeah yeah, we're we're dating ourselves now. I, I still got scars from that, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I absolutely love what you guys are doing. So can I remember like twenty years ago, maybe fifteen mm -hmm. years ago, right when people were using Flash, people would make some kind of crazy websites that were kind of over the top with Flash. They were. And so if I wanted to do some of that, and let's not go full crazy, but if I want to go a little mm -hmm. crazy. Um, how would I use your guys' platform to do that? Like, can I yeah. have a WordPress website, but I just want to make yeah. like a certain part of it yeah, that's dynamic that way. And I can yeah. embed, embed uh, part of your guys' code into my website. Is that kind of... Exactly. So you can do two ways. Uh, you know, now, um, you know, our use cases, businesses use us heavily for um, a couple of different things. And I'll go back to the websites. They use us heavily for presentations, for sales and marketing. For data visualization, like, uh, you know, for um, infographics and taking the marketing data and so on, or internal communications and using that because we have a lot of charts and data widgets for stats and figures. Um, and then there's others that use it now for whiteboarding, which we release. Now, going to the website part for interactivity, we actually do some of that on our own website. On our blog, we do embed a decent amount of our own content. So we may create an infographic or a visual and we embed it 
our what's new page on Visme is completely embedded Visme content that are these interactive um, what's new slideshows that we every two weeks we release new features and so we create our own uh, you know what's new uh, in in uh, Visme and put it there. So basically, you can do two ways: you create the content and you can. Um, get the embed code. You can embed that code into your WordPress or any other websites, just like you would embed YouTube video or anything else. We also go as far as giving you the ability to actually download it as HTML5. So you can literally download as a zip file, gives you all the scripts, CSS, assets, and you can just go take it completely off our system and just go embed it right within your website. Now, the disadvantage of that is, an advantage of that is you completely get off our site, you create the content, you're gone. That's not what we want, but you can. Um, but uh, the disadvantage is that you lose uh, a couple of things. See, a lot of people create content in Visme because they can just go back and edit it or adjust it anytime, and that live data is right there. So you could actually um, connect to a Google spreadsheet and connect it to our charts inside of a document in Visme or proposal or something. And that data just constantly feeds live uh, from that mechanism. Um, you could go and make a change on your, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, infographic or presentation, and then you refresh the page the next time, it's going to have dated data. Once you download HTML5, you're off of our system. So if you want to edit it, you got to go back and download it again. So that's a disadvantage, but then you're completely off our system. The other thing is we've built analytics, our own proprietary analytics into it, so that you can actually go into VizMe. There's an analytics area. You can actually see how many clicks, who's looking at your document, how many slides, how much time are they spending from on which slide that that information is there as well wow that's really powerful information yeah that's yeah. that's super cool so what was what was the biggest challenge creating this business was it trying to figure out how to monetize it and sell it and like get it to market was you know like the challenge of creating it was its own set of problems because of the browsers yeah. and all the different stuff like you said but what you know, starting out early on with this, how, what was what was it like trying to get it to market? And um, I so let's see here. I mean, we so right now, by the way, to correct, uh, I know that you had studies at eleven million. We're about eighteen and a half million registered users today that have created wow. an account in Visme. Um, and any given day, anywhere between eighteen uh, to twenty something thousand people create an account in Visme. Um, and, uh, so as far as the challenges, I mean, it was zero users. Then within like the first year, we have about 25,000 registered users and 50 and a hundred and so on and so on. Um, the, the challenge technically, of course, certainly has been one, and it's been extremely challenging to build on this product to function the way it does. Um, and, uh, secondarily, the other challenge has been, of course, is that we, don't have, um, uh, and even though we have millions of users and so on, and we get a few million plus uh, visits to our site each month, we still don't have the same footprint as some of the other bigger competitors. There's like two or three out there that are like multi-billion dollar operations, very well funded or been around for a while. So um, we often get compared uh, to those tools. And so on the surface, that's how we are, but people have to really go. When I tell people, is like, hey, how is your product different than let's say this product and that one? Other than what I explain is that, you need to um, spend 15, more than 15 minutes in a tool. It's 15 to 20 minutes. And that will show you and open up as far as the magnitude of the things you can do. On the surface, oh, I use any, you know, it's a presentation tool or I can just create my documents in Google Docs or, or Canva and so on and so on. There's something we bring to the table that's similar, but also has very specifics inside of it. Um, and so that is continues to be a challenge for us is to kind of help to differentiate in certain marketing challenges. The other one that actually been a challenge for us is that our product is used by people from all over the world, uh, from different walks of life, 
from different business settings. You could be a marketing manager, you could be an executive, you could work at a SaaS company, and you could be working at a manufacturing company. So your use case is very different than somebody else's. So um, it's uh, taken us a long time, and we're still working on that to to be fairly granular when it comes to specific use cases. So for example, it's not like we're, hey, our target audience to go after enterprises only this. Uh, that would be make much life much easier, but it's actually multiple, and that makes it uh, a little bit noisy um, and a little bit difficult. And we're always finding ourselves that we're pulling from one direction, and we got hey, we stay focused on these two or three ICPs because there's ten others. Yeah. So is your so from a growth perspective, marketing perspective of your guys's company itself, have you guys always been kind of product led growth where you don't really do a yeah. lot of marketing or advertising? It's just all users and the network effect of, of people telling other people about the product. Good amount of it, yeah. I think uh, that has been a, a, a big portion, but uh, to this day, a lot of our traffic comes from a search. You know, so uh, we get a lot. Uh, we've done a pretty good job on uh, figuring out you know, search and optimization and creating a lot of good content. Our blog is filled with all types of content, you know, I don't know, best pitch decks and it gives you like 30 fully built right. pitch decks and you can go yeah. apply your branding to it and so on. So uh, it's uh, it, it's been product led. It's not been sales led. We literally just formed a sales team just uh, literally less than, a, uh, less than a year ago uh, for some of the top higher tier accounts, you know, that are like literally enterprise and they right. have very specific needs. Um, but yeah, majority of it is still the product led that that comes in most of the user. Well, the reason I ask, and so your guys's price point is, you know, based on your website is somewhere between say 10, $15 a month to $50 a month, depending on the plan and all these. Things. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. You can't really have a sales team for that, right? Like you can't pay a salesperson to sell that because Correct. not enough commission unless it's a big enterprise deal. And that's yes. why I asked kind of like, what is your guys's go to market strategy? Because a yeah. lot of people that are listening have the same challenge. Like, Hey, yeah. if I sell for $50 a month, how do I sell it? You know, yeah. it's a challenge. It, yeah, it is a challenge. It is for us, but also there's some things that we figured out. So we have the, there is a lot of users that are falling through top of the funnel. A uh, person happens to be at a business they're looking to create that next pitch deck and they wanted something alternative to another product because they want to create something that stands out. Then they, I don't know, they search for presentation software or something and come across ours and they use it. Right. And then, you know, they may like it enough, they use it and they pass the word around. Or what happens is that lead, depending on certain scoring, you know, certain activities and like how much, how active they are, what they create, how long they're with us, that person is sticky enough for our sales to potentially go after at a certain company to then see about um, how this could work for them as a as an enterprise plan for their department or maybe division or something. So uh, the sales kind of, uh, you know, it, is that it's kind of the underlying is that, um, you know, using the traffic that comes in, the product led, and then there's little nuggets, um, you know, there uh, that are leads, which end up being, you know, uh, teams and so on. But yeah, uh, it makes absolutely no sense, um, you know, to... Uh, close deals that are like $500 a year or $1,000 a year with a sales yeah. team. I mean, it's just, it's just net negative. Um, yep. So uh, that is certainly something is that those sometimes fall through to our sales, uh, but we, we try to remain focused on the, the larger well, uh, for those for the sales team. For those that are listening today that are hearing this, it's like the number one thing that you mentioned is like, hey, for like the first seven or eight years, we didn't even have a sales team, <laughs> right? I think that's the, that's the key lesson is like the product has to sell itself. And you guys have obviously yeah. done a very good job of that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, to put into context, um, 2010, 11, we started coding this as a very little experiment, 2013 or so, a very simple beta of it. Until 2000, uh, we started monetizing, I think, 2014 or 15, very lightly. They didn't know what the heck we were doing. I, you know, I don't have experience in SaaS. I ran a web agency, you know, basically. Right. Um, and the web agency continued to kind of be the one that allowed me to invest more into Visme, um, you know, kind of reinvesting into Visme versus growing the consulting company, the web company. Um, and then it was really 2000, I would say, 15, late 15 or 16, where we're like, okay, let's kind of start to go all in um, into Visme. And then just basically the, the agency, you know, just no longer um, uh, focused on. So I, you know, although people say, hey, you guys are a nine or 10 year old company. Yes, but I think it's really been five, six years that we've really, you know, been more dedicated and serious to it. And I think that's when uh, it would happen. Um, yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of us learn the hard way as first time founders that it can take two or three years to kind of figure out what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> and getting that initial traction, right? Like building yeah. the product, getting the initial traction and, and getting the machine moving, you know, like which people always to, yeah. underestimate how long that takes. Yeah. Which goes to say that I think, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people that start companies and then within two or three years, it's just not working. And then it's like, let's close it down. Um, and I guess I understand uh, the reasoning behind that. I mean, if there's absolutely no traction, nothing, your market is just not there. And, you know, and, and there's reasons you can, but I think pretty much, I mean, look, there are not, you know, there are some companies that within, you know, three, four years, they just catapult and they grow tremendously. That's not the norm, I think. At least it hasn't been for me. Um, I think it really takes three to five years to just get to that point where like, okay, this thing can stand on its foot. We have an idea what we're doing. The product's getting better. More people know about it. So I guess for those that are just starting, um, you know, starting founders and so on, uh, you know, you may have a one out of, I don't know, 100 chances starting that company and making it big in the next three or four years. Your odds are against you that it's going to take you longer. So you got to be patient, man. This is... Uh, this is something that you got to think of it as that I could be in this thing for five or 10 years. Um, now, the part is that if you're a funded company or it's not angel, but it's like, let's say equity based VCs and so on, you might get shut down two or three years. It's not working because it's not worth it for the other side. But if you're like self-funded and so on, um, you know, you have further control, you know, okay, I'm going to go uh, the long path on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if I look at it in 2014 or 15, it was like, this thing's just growing very slow. Um, you know, let's just go to something else. Could have done that. And what, and you start this cycle over and over again. And I've seen people that do that. Um, sometimes it works, but, um, for me, it's just, I'm extremely passionate about this product. It's not about generating revenue necessarily. Yeah. That pays the bills. Yes. I would like us to grow faster. Yes. I would like this to be. Um, you know, growing at a faster rate and everything else, but it's the product uh, that we're really passionate about. I've been doing design um, for 23, 20, 22, 23 years now. It just happened to be doing it for others as an agency model and then now empowering others to do it on their own. That's awesome. And I want to talk more about that. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a, a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what developers are available to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. 
Well, one thing I can really tell from talking to you today is you're really proud of what it is that you have built. And obviously it was very difficult to do um, technically, and it's a very unique product. And um, you, you got to be proud every day of what you built, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, uh, I am, um, but I just, you know, every time that you hit a little milestone, I'm like, wow, there's so much more to do uh, still. So there's some really cool, um, amazing uh, features and innovative stuff that we're working on that I'm extremely excited about. Um, and so I've had the question asked a couple of times, well, you guys pretty much built most of this stuff there. What else is your, is it that you can build in this other than more templates and so on? And then I look at our roadmap for the next six months. I'm like, you know, we're, we're not, we're not going to be able to do all these things, you know, this is going to take longer. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, but that's, I think kind of what drives for, I think in our tool though, also the other part that's really satisfying is you see what people create. So you see that they use your platform to create this like, beautiful presentation. And you, know, you hear someone say, Hey, you know, using a platform, it's seven or 70% in design costs. And um, it, we're able to, it's improving engagement and we're doing this pitch decks by our sales team. We're able to close deals better because of X, Y, Z reasons. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's costing us a fraction of some of the other enterprise related presentation platforms out there. These are all fulfilling and kind of, uh, gives us fuel to, to go for, to go more. Well, and looks like you guys are still growing strong. It looks like you're doing a lot of hiring, right? If your website's correct here. Yeah, so we have a, um, a number of positions open. Some of the positions we do keep open because we're always looking for more talent. So when the time comes, we, co we create a pool of talent that in the future, when we want to expand that team, okay, uh, we can tap into that. But we, yeah, we do have a, I uh, think out of the positions, six or eight positions you see, and there's two or three that are, you know, literally immediate um, hires. The other ones are coming in the in the coming months that we would expand on. Um, um, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, on our, on our, business it's not been some exponential growth it's been more of a linear now i mean if i was to look at a chart base um yes the numbers are more a little bit more of a hockey stick but not some crazy hockey stick growth that you would see it's been just consistent linear at a at a healthy margins um and just as we generate more revenue um we take some of that profit and we just put it back into you know uh, more innovative stuff, research, development, some marketing, and of course, some sales and so on. Uh, so, so it's what, just, yeah. So what has it been like to bootstrap this company from the beginning to this point? You haven't raised any outside VC funds, right? And so is that, has that made this easier or harder? Like, I mean, for um, some people, I feel like taking the VC funds also puts under a ginormous amount of pressure, Yeah. right? I don't, so I don't know exactly how it would feel on the other side. I, I've, I know multiple companies and founders that have raised and I hear it both ways. There's ones that just regret a lot because of, uh, they couldn't do everything that they wanted to do because they don't have a full say on all things. Um, and then the others, of course, done great. So, uh, I think, um, for us, if we had raised very early, because for the first few years, didn't really like we were figuring things out. Um, in fact, I'll tell you a story. When I first, I didn't pitch this in front of investors, but there used to be something in D.C. That's where Bisme is, in D.C. area, Washington, D.C. Okay. area. Um, and this is like, um, and I went in before the product was out um, and uh, just put this in front of um, a, it was called Tech Breakfast. So investors would come and other people would show up and so on. And I talked about here's what we're building. 
and it's coming next year, early access and so on. And there was a couple of investors there and one of them raised a hand and said, you guys shouldn't be doing this. You should just focus on presentations and nothing else. Um, and so that kind of put a bug in behind me and that, okay, so, you know, that means that if we weren't with the right partner, they would say, you need to go this direction. And in fact, this happens multiple times. Uh, there's a number of opportunities that have come to us to raise funds and so on regularly. And a lot of them have been, you guys should pretty much close or not focus on your B2C side, just go enterprise, like close down enterprise. And I know it from a financial sense that may sometimes make sense, but that's not what VisMe was about. It's to empower everyone to create. If you're an educator or a student, you can go get a student account on VisMe. Um, so it may have hurt us in the aspect that we could have charged much higher for this and go full enterprise, but I, it wouldn't be in the hands of 18 million people either. You see what I mean? So it wasn't about um, that, that aspect. I don't know if that answered your question, but well, that's, you know. I mean, that's the beauty of you being the, the, the CEO and founder and you can do whatever you want. Right. So if that yeah. is your mission to do, then you control your own destiny, right? Where you're right. Like a VC might come in and be like, no, you need to for focus on, you know, competing with Figma or whatever, like go this yeah. whole different direction. Right. And, and they might try and get you to, to do that, um, yeah. or force you to do that. Right. And this way you control your own destiny, which is, which is beautiful. Yeah, we just like to allow different people to use it. And if you're enterprise, we have an enterprise plans. You know, a Fortune 500 company, we have solutions for you. And you're a single individual, you know, independent contractor, and you're looking to create something um, differently than what looks like everybody else using the same other tools. You know, in our platform, you get something unique and different, and you can make it your own. You know, that's that's where we come into play. So it's for everybody. Yeah. So you mentioned your roadmap and all these different things that you're doing. How do you see um, AI fitting into this? Is there anything around like yeah. chat GPT and all this stuff that, that fits into what you guys do? Uh, yeah, there is. It, it, there is some stuff on 2023 this year on our agenda. We are working on, um, on one of them that's a little more image-based. Uh, I think it's almost the norm where you're going to have AI into almost any graphic design uh, platform. So there is some of that coming. Um, but there is the chat one. Uh, there are some things that we're working on that's going to be a little bit later in the year. So yeah, there, there's more coming. I think, I think it's very risky of what's going on right now is where I see what was happening. I mean, being around, I'm sure, you, you know, you remember like 2001 when everybody was, um, everybody was creating a website. Um, and it was all about having an e-commerce site. You know, we have pets.com, we had all these other names and so on mm -hmm. that we're generating. So I think yep. what's happening now is this AI thing was everybody is using literally this layer of the same API, almost. It's like there's one big player, open, you know, open uh, AI, I think, you know, chat GPT and so on. They're all from one company and everybody's just using that. Most people are and then just adjusting to their own. And it's just going to get flooded. You know, there's just going to be so many of these doing the same thing. And there to go from that to market as a product that is just AI based, I think it's a little risky. There's going to be a handful that are going to be survivors. A lot of them are going to go under. That's my prediction. But I think for products like ours and many others that have existing platforms to strengthen it and bring the AI aspect into that, you're just improving the, the product itself. The foundation has always been there. And you're just layering some things over. That's a much less riskier um, yeah, well, that's my thought. I could be wrong, but that's, I think, where uh, we'll be headed. There's going to be a lot of these AIs that are not going to be around in a few years. Well, I could, I could see it being very oh. useful to, you know, you guys have different templates and things, uh, basically being able to put in some directions and it's able to say, okay, I'm going to take this template and I'm going to change the branding and do this or do that or whatever. And, yes. and it can automatically kind of do some of those things. 
um, and save the user a few, you know, a few steps. A few steps, exactly. I, I think that would be, that would be pretty slick. the 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 thing that the chat stuff with AI is really cool, but the image generation stuff is also unbelievably crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. I went into one and I'm like, you know, give me a picture of Mickey Mouse holding a banana, wearing gold shoes, playing chess mm-hmm. on Mars. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. ta da! Here you go. Here it goes. Like, yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty insane. Neat. Yeah, absolutely it insane. It is, and then and we're just talking about less than a couple of years that the, the beta version came out. So, uh, you know, and, and it's just what it's going to do over the coming years is going to be crazy. It's definitely going to change and transform, um, you know, uh, uh, graphic designers and even uh, web developers to some degree should and are scared to a certain degree. But I think when you get very specific and very targeted, there's always going to be a need for that. So, uh, example. Um, Graphic design tools, democratizing tools like ours and others. Graphic designers sometimes hated us um, or may still because, geez, you're taking business away from us because I no longer can create, not as many people are coming to me to hire them for $500,000 to create a presentation deck for them, you know, because they can just go use your tool and so on. That is true. Um, However, when it comes to, you know, more customized and higher end solutions. I think those are the ones that really designers should focus on and let the lower end, the, the, the generic stuff be done by the people and, and tools. So democratization is good, I think. It just allows and frees up time for professionals to focus on the top tier items. So you want to really think about improving your skill set into the coding or engineering to a different level or um, you know, when a designer think about specialized things that are hard for the system to generate. And at some point you say, it's going to do anything, everything. Yeah, but you could use AI into your advantage to to um, come up with things. Well, I think to say it another way, it's like in the past, you know, maybe only enterprises or large corporations could afford to build these beautiful presentations or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And you've made it, you've, 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 you've allowed everybody else to have access to the same you know, the same style and, and level of presentations, right? For $50 a month or whatever, you know, whatever they end up paying for your guys' product instead of paying thousands of dollars to build the presentation. So that's you've right. just given, yeah. you've given access to everybody else. You haven't necessarily put, put the person in the big enterprises out of business, you know, that they don't have a yeah, job anymore. Yeah. It's just, you're giving access to other people that otherwise couldn't afford it. That, so. That's exactly right. That, that's right. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting, um, you know, and uh, it's just kind of what, what really is cool is to see what people are creating and then just challenging ourselves. The other thing for us is like, how far can we push the boundary in the browser? I mean, we've gone into steps where Safari just could not handle some of the things our platform did. And we still sometimes struggle with that with some of the components that it does in terms of latency. And we've gotten much better at just finding those areas um, you know, so we have, for example, one challenge, again, I'm going to do much detail from a tech, we had one challenge where it was about, I think the scrolling, just the scroll bar was triggering a lot of load on just Safari. And then we ate, spent weeks, I think a couple of months, just completely refactoring that. And it just brought up like huge improvement in that. And it's like such a small thing, a scroll bar. What is yeah. that? How is that thing? So yeah, it's a lot of those nuggets. I sit very uh, close to product myself. I probably spend about 40 to 50% of my time in product, in features and so on. Uh, so I'm very hands-on in that aspect. Um, you know, so I kind of know in and out what the product is and make sure it's kind of the vision uh, that, that was set from the, from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The optimization of all that for the browsers, for animation and all that has to be 
has to be really crazy. Mm-hmm. So have you guys, what else is on your, you know, roadmap or things you've recently done to get more into like stuff that could be related to 3d or metaverse or things like that, where people are trying to push you or, uh, not push us, but we got some stuff in the works. That's all I can say is actually, uh, really exciting about some of the things that are going to be coming. So, um, yeah, I think in 2023, uh, there's certain transportation uh, transformations in our platform that are going to be tapping to some things that people wish that they could do in their content. And uh, I believe that we're going to be on the f- uh, forefront of that when nobody else is uh, doing. Not to the degree. I think others will follow and, and um, copy <laughs> some of the things we're working on. Um, but I, I think we would be, we always like to push the boundary above. So, as an example, in VizMe, you can actually go and tap into these SVG animated um, characters. So you can go and say, hey, I want this female. Her skin color is going to be this. Her shirt's color is going to be to the color of my logo that's blue. And then the animation is going to be like happy jumping up and down and so on. And you could just drop that in and with a text next to it and make that a social graphic. Uh, and or you can actually make that as a part of the hero image on your website. You know, hey, I'm a doctor. I want to put a doctor in there. He's jumping up and down or saying hello. And so those are things uh, that that is what we're taking that to another level. And um, I think uh, just keep an eye out for those listening and probably in, in uh, Q2 or so of this year, there'll be some really cool stuff that's going to. So did I also see on your website you have some tools to help, uh, you know, marketing teams, graphic, you know, graphic design teams with like tracking and organizing their work and all that kind of stuff too? Yeah. Uh, so there is the, I, I think you're referring to the dashboarding area of our platform. So there's two things. Um, if you're part of a team at a company organization, uh, we have an entire brand kit. You can literally go in and input your website and then we'll detect the logo, the color scheme. We'll generate templates down to like a certain category for you. Um, from there, though, we also have categorization. So similar to Google Docs and other repositories, you can organize and decide who has access to what. So I think we're kind of the way that you think of us is you take a repository like Google Drive and um, Dropbox and so on, and then really powerful features of those. And then we mer- merge that with the editor side of things, you know, beyond, let's say, what you can do in um, the average presentation platform in Google Slides and so on. More layers of it, more features, more templates, and more assets that you can tap into. Um, and we're bringing those uh, together. Um, I'm assuming you might be referring to the repository portion. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. File management. Right. We have a file management system, you know, complete file management for brands. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Well, if you need to hire software engineers, tester, testers or leaders, FullScale can help. We have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced team of software developers and testers. At FullScale, we specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. Well, as we start to wrap up the show today, I'm curious if you have any you know, final thoughts or, or words, to, words of wisdom for those that are listening today? Um, I guess if you're a startup and just starting out, stick to it. It's going to be a long ride. It's going to be challenging and tough, but I think fulfilling at the end. Uh, and if you're a individual that uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me or just keep in touch on LinkedIn, you can find me. I think I'm the only individual with my first name and last name. So you should get one result <laughs> for Paymontai. Uh, and three, if you 
are kind of looking to um, spice up your um, marketing or internal communications and take it, uh, make it look different than some of the others out there, your competitors, then uh, our platform will be worth taking a look, spend 15, 20 minutes in the free version and then see what you think. All right. Very cool. Well, again, this was Paymon Tai from uh, Visme, which is visme.co. Um, and then also for the for everybody out there, uh, make sure you, if you're not a member, join the Startup Hustle chat on Facebook, uh, face, on Facebook <laughs> groups. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Matt Watson, and Instagram and TikTok and everywhere else, Matt Watson KC. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Very good. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.